Welcome to the Gym Class Revolution podcast. This show is about teaching you how to build sustainable exercise habits to support both your physical and mental health. If you're tired of feeling like every workout is as painful as a slow internet connection, then you're in exactly the right place. I believe that exercise should make you feel powerful and ready to take on the world, just like when your cell phone is fully charged. We just need to find the right charger to get you there. Let's go! Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Gym Class Revolution. I'm your host, Wendy Barrios. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm recording on Kalapuya land. I'm an exercise and mindset specialist, so what I do basically is to help folks figure out how to build sustainable exercise habits. And wouldn't you know it, that's the name of this episode. Because um, I feel like I've been talking a lot about, you know, what mistakes people make or what to avoid and how, like, negative thought patterns manifest in your exercise. And so I really wanted to focus an episode on what factors do help contribute to those exercise habits instead of, you know, what habits keep you away from those goals. So that's what today's episode is about. Um, first, some announcements. Um, for the podcast contest that I was holding, a winner has been chosen. They left the winning iTunes review and they chose an activity for me to be a beginner in. And they chose Aerial Silks. It's, um, I'm not 100% sure exactly, you know, everything that it entails, but essentially there's really strong, long pieces of fabric that you wrap yourself around and you hang on to that suspend you up in the air. So I'm excited for it. Um, um, um I guess uh, I'm not really that nervous because I feel like after climbing, um, you know, I, I guess I feel like I deal with adrenaline and the fear of falling all the time that um, I guess I feel pretty capable. But I do want to go through this as a beginner so that I can show you all, you know, everything that I do so that I can be as most prepared and comfortable as possible when diving into something new. So that'll be fun. That'll be probably a podcast episode in the future or maybe even a YouTube video. Oh, I'd love to start a YouTube channel, but I just, I feel like sometimes I'm just trying to bite off more than I can chew right now. So we'll see how that goes. And then the second announcement is I have a survey out. So why do you care about the survey? Well, because first of all, this survey is to help figure out what you, you, my lovely dear audience, want to get more content about. Like, what do you want to learn about? What are your own goals with exercise? And what are your struggles so that I can figure out how we can address those struggles? And so, um, the cool thing is, is that it's pretty short. I would say it would take maybe 10 minutes to fill out and um, it'll be really helpful for me to help figure out, you know, what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to listen to and learn about and to thank you for your time to fill out the survey. You'll be entered to win a free coaching session with me so that we can assess your specific goals as well as a game plan outline so that you have jumping off steps to, you know, hit the ground running after our call. So that is that. And then also you can choose on the survey if you would like to 
be added to the waitlist so that you can get $200 off of my coaching program. So there's no obligation to apply for the program or, or, you know, follow through or anything. If you do fill out the survey, you really don't have to, but it's, I think it'd be a nice incentive if you're feeling like, well, I have these goals and I've been trying to get to those goals on my own, but I'm having some trouble. So why not get a little help? And, um, I, I would really appreciate your help because I really want to build a program that can be helpful for most folks. And I feel like I won't know exactly what will be the most helpful until I try out my, um, my trial curriculum. I have a rough draft of a curriculum that I want to run through. And so I want to see A, if this is indeed helpful and B, what, um, you know, what is missing from this curriculum that could make it even better and more helpful for more folks. So that is, um, those links, the link to the survey is in the show notes and, um, and you'll see it on my Instagram profile as well at gym class revolution. All right. All right. So that's, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. All right. So we're going to talk about what builds sustainable exercise habits. Okay. So the everlasting caveat around everything I'm, I say on the show is that everyone is different. So you may need to do some experimentation to see what works best for you, because even though I'm going to be talking about a lot of things, those have all helped me, but you are not the same as me. And that's why, you know, that's a, why we're all so wonderful (laughs) <laughs> that's a little cheesy, <laughs> but it's the honest truth, right? It would be so boring if we were all the same. So the first thing that really helps build that sustainability is accessibility. You know, if you can actually access the activity that you want to do, that's going to make or break how often you do it. So this can mean like an easy drive to get to whatever location you need to go to, or if you can stay at home and do the activity. If it's a struggle to get to the location, like if you struggle to, um, or like if you don't live near any climbing areas or a climbing gym, then you're probably not going to be able to climb that often. Um, and then if, you know, whatever you want to do, maybe there's an added expense that perhaps isn't quite in your budget. That doesn't make it as accessible. So it would be much more difficult to continue if you need to regularly figure out how to shift your budget around to be able to um, include that in, right? So accessibility does require a lot of privilege. The second thing that helps build sustainable exercise habits is having fun activities to do. Again, this also requires privilege because if you have more financial resources, you're going to have more options. And so, and it really depends on the individual. So I didn't think soccer was any fun. I didn't like Pilates. I don't like body weight exercises. Like I do core workouts because I know that they will help me climb better, but I don't enjoy them. So And it can change. It can really depend on the circumstances. So for example, I used to really dislike running, but then I decided to see what changes could I make to make it fun 
and work for me. So for example, like I really don't like running to music. I I really dislike having to wait for the chorus. The chorus usually is like what amps me up, but like the intro and the verses, it's 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 too much. I'm like, ah, when are we gonna get to the good parts so that I have that music support to propel me through the rest of my run? Um, and then when the chorus hits, it's over too fast. It's a whole thing. So instead I listen to um like I guess informational resources on how I can improve my business. So it really is different strokes for different folks, I guess. (laughs) It really depends on what works for you and what doesn't. Maybe you like a certain YouTube series that maybe you feel a little guilty about using your free time to watch. So maybe you could listen to that YouTube series as you go for a run or something. It really depends and it's up to you. This is where experimentation comes in, okay? Because I have disliked running far longer in my life than I have actually enjoyed it. And so if I had given up on experimenting with what works and what doesn't, then I would still dislike running after 20 plus years. So that's why I really want the focus of this to not just, you know, um, you know, take what I say and then just see if you can implement it as like, you know, the only thing that you do with this information, but instead really see like, compare with yourself of what works, what you know works for you and what you're not sure if it does work for you. And then if you know that what something I say does not work for you, go ahead and tweak it to see what changes you can make to indeed make it work for you. All right. So the third thing is listening to your body. Everyone, if something hurts, stop and listen to your body and see what it's saying, okay? If odds are, you know, whatever you're going to be doing, we're going to be like beginner status, right? We're not professional athletes. So there's no need for, you know, those mantras of no pain, no gain. Like going too strenuously is not only going to probably cause injury, but the most, I guess, uh, the most impactful thing is it's going to discourage you. It's going to make you associate pain with the activity. So like when I stopped running this past fall, um, I tried going really strenuous, really much too soon because I really wanted to build my speed. But then my training plan included running up hills and it was the worst time ever. I was like, uh, nope, nope, nope. I I refuse to deal with this painful activity, so let me just stop, maybe mentally rest, and then I was like, oh, I'll pick it back up again and do my own thing or whatever. But honestly, I think I just had too many workouts that were too um, too strenuous, too painful, so then I said, you know what, why am I going to willingly do something painful when I can instead do something not painful. So I think that's when I started, um, you know, picking up like a K-pop choreography as my cardio. So again, you got to be willing to experiment. If something is too strenuous, go ahead, stop and maybe lower the notch down, lower the intensity so that it isn't more than you can handle. Um, and try to find that sweet spot of a challenging discomfort, but nothing so drastic that it makes you want to quit. All right. The next thing that helps build sustainable exercise habits is having support. Okay, if you've ever been at a less than enjoyable job, you'll know that perhaps if you had fun coworkers, they made it 
all the while worth it. Like or they made it bearable, right? Um, you know, if the job was tedious or boring or whatever, it was a million times better when you had people around you that you really liked and made you laugh and you had a great time with them. And so it's the same here with exercise. If maybe, you know, maybe you don't have accessibility to the funnest activity ever, right? Maybe you might have something a little bit more, um, or maybe something a little bit less of something that you enjoy. Fine. Maybe it's a little bit boring, but if you have that camaraderie of friends, that can really make it a lot more fun. So I did a poll on Instagram and I asked, has, how much of an influence has camaraderie been in introducing you to your favorite sport or activity? And 92% said that camaraderie was a pivotal part of their introduction. So what I mean to say by that is like having a friend there, someone you trust or building friendships there once you arrive, like maybe you start off alone, but if it's at a communal type of area where a communal type of activity where you can make friends and build those relationships and have that camaraderie where everyone's in it together and they're, um, you know, being, everyone's being challenged and everyone's supporting each other through that challenge, that makes the activity all the more worth it. When I tried climbing in the past, it was often just by myself or a one-off or I didn't have, um, you know, a regular climbing partner who was willing to um, climb with me. I think also too, I was not willing to find that climbing partner. I was not willing to make friends at the climbing gym, even though I'm sure I would have made some if I were willing. So I honestly do believe that support is the biggest, um, hmm, the biggest what? The biggest, no, the most impactful way to sustain a habit because it does build that camaraderie. You build connections and I think it really fires up something in your brain where it's, you know, it's not just the activity in itself, but it's meshed with the relationships that you get. And even for introverts, I feel like, you know, I'm, I feel pretty introverted. I definitely love my alone time, but I really do feel rejuvenated too when I enjoy something and I get to share that activity with someone else who I really like to. So, uh, yes. So my challenge for you there is try to find someone that you can do this activity with. Now, I know during COVID, it's going to be tough to remain socially distant or, um, or, you know, go to things like group classes. Um, so that's not to say that we can, again, experiment and figure out what works. So for example, if running is perhaps the most accessible activity for you, and you do better when you have a running buddy, why not try to have a running buddy be on the phone with you as you both run? So then it's like, you feel like you're together, because you'll be talking and you'll hear each other panting, but, um, you know, you'll still be able to keep socially distant as well. And I know, I know, I know it's not the funnest option. It's not, you know, it doesn't compare to having someone in real life be there with you, but, you know, we're trying to make it work the best we can here. And, and it's worth a shot because what do you lose by trying? And what do you lose by not trying? You know, maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe a phone call does not work. Then you know 
you'll have that knowledge that that technique did not work. So let's try other changes to implement to see if those work better for us. All right. So we're getting to the last ingredient, if you will, of what creates sustainable exercise habits. And um, this one is a little convoluted. So it is self-value. It's, it's like self-worth, but I really want it to focus on value just feels a little different than worth. I don't know what about the connotation it is, but um, so let me paint you a picture. Ready? You could have your best friend with you in the most beautiful scenery for a hike. But if you belittle yourself and if you feel like you are the slowest hiker in the world and you think that this is a morally, um, like a moral sin almost, like, like this is part, like this has determined that your character, like this determines what your character is and how much you deserve to be respected and how much you deserve to be there and you feel like your slowness or your pace is so slow that you are ruining the whole time for the group that you're dragging everyone down and that you're ruining the fun for everyone else and you're just like sad and like <laughs> if you feel like you are the uh, if you feel like your participation in this activity brings others down that shows that you don't see that you bring very much value to this activity right and that value is uh, it really affects your inner monologue like you you could be hiking trying to have a good time but in that back of your head you might be like you might be like yelling at yourself like ah oh, why did you eat that ice cream when you were like five years old and why did you eat all those peanut butter sandwiches when you were in elementary school because that is why you have extra fat and that is why you are so slow right now and if you hadn't eaten those then you'd be faster and then you'd be able to keep up with everyone and then you would have a good time and then everyone would see that you are capable or like they wouldn't notice that you aren't capable and it would be this whole thing and it's just dragging you down despite, you know, you having your best friend there, the most beautiful scenery there, whatever all those good things could be, these will all be marred by your self-value or lack thereof. And so that's why I really, really emphasize mindset on my podcast and on my Instagram because it's like there are so many easy Googleable tips. I know I mentioned this every episode, but... If we don't confront our individual personal narratives around what has come up for us in terms of exercise and our capabilities and our self-value or our self-worth, then, um, you know, we're not going to make that much headway into creating those sustainable exercise habits that we're, you know, working so hard towards. Like, you remember two minutes ago when I was talking about like all those peanut butter sandwiches in elementary school, like that's what I remember in my personal narrative. I thought, ah, if I hadn't eaten all that junk food when I was a kid, um, you know, I would be, I would be so much more, uh, athletic now and much more capable and powerful and strong and faster. And so it's like, if you're kind of subconsciously beating yourself up over, you know, what you can and can't do, 
that's something we have to address much more than, you know, figuring out like what activities to do or, you know, what, what fun activities you want to try. <sighs> so, and I get worked up because I feel like, you know, a lot of fitness personalities really don't take the time to talk about these things. So if this is something that you want to delve more into, um, I really would appreciate if you do fill out that survey. Um, that way I can know, you know, exactly what struggles are you going through? What is going through your head when you want to try all these things, try all these activities, get to all these achievements because the actions are so surface level to go and meet those goals because what we're thinking and our dialogues, our monologues underneath those actions are way more impactful than, um, than anything else because those monologues are what um, ultimately manifest into those actions. <sighs> All right, so to recap, everybody, the five things that make sustainable exercise a habit are one, accessibility, two, enjoyable fun activities, three, listening to your body, and if something hurts, stop and listen, four, support or camaraderie, and five, assessing your self-values slash personal narrative around exercise. All right, so that has been our latest episode on gym class revolution so don't forget to fill out the survey and the survey closes on april 9th so don't forget all right thanks so much for listening i hope this really helps you and if if it was helpful i challenge you to implement it journal you know write about it talk about it do take some kind of action that will help implement this knowledge because it's one thing to absorb the knowledge and then another thing to execute what you've learned. All right, take care everybody. Bye!